Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of November 12th, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me, we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And that that's about it. Luna is... I don't know what Luna's doing. I think she's making cookies or something. I she know. told us, and her her schedule is so chaotic, forgive me, Luna, but I can barely keep track of my day-to-day life and the 90 things I have going on, so I, I forget <laughs> like what she said she was doing today. So I assumed it was cookies, but I think that's two weeks from now, but I, I, I have no yeah. clue. But regardless, it's just the two of us. <laughs> How are you? Yes. What, what have you been I listening am... to? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a standard week. I'm still listening to a lot of the stuff I was listening to last week. Uh, stuff like Romeo and Juliet and by Shirose. Just really freaking enjoying that song. And more Vondi's uh, Tokimeki, uh, Lisa's Hadashi no Step. Just kind of stuff like that. Uh, getting ready to ramp up for the end of the year. And so I went back and I've been listening to Seven Orders, uh, Ame Ga Hajimari no Aizu. Various stuff like that. Uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, I was listening to this week's MC that we'll get into. And I was listening to what will probably, unless something crazy happens, will be next uh, MC next week. So uh, what what have you been listening to, bud? So, I've been going through the well of a whole bunch of things. So, I started listening to Ultra Soul by Bees, which is a pretty famous song if, you, if you're in Japanese pop culture within the last 10 years. We got that. We got Moonlight Magic by uh, the lovely vocalist Kana Hanazawa. I've been also like listening to Dakada Hitori Janai by Little Glee. Just a bunch of random little things here and there. We got Spring of Life by Perfume. Uh, Gin and Tonic by... Uh, Ryo Hyung and uh, Yamori. Uh, the other release of One More Time Once Again by Scandal. Um, we got Fiction by Sumika. Actually, been listening to Glass of Water by Kiyakazaka46. Uh, the Moon and Back by The Rampage. Ad Melora by The Charm Park. Monster by Yael Sobi. A bunch of really random things here and there. It's whatever's been on my exercise list as of late. So, I did listen to Hadashi No Step, and I I was, like, thinking to myself, I think this is the first proper listen that I've done of Hadashi No Step. And I understand why you like it. However, it's just not for me. Um, I understand why Lisa released this as well, because it is something very out of her style. Even as if it wasn't related to an Annie singer or any song. It was something very off of her style. And I don't blame her for trying that. And it's a really decent, good song. But for me, it wasn't just clicking, unfortunately. But I think we had this conversation in the past. Yeah, I, I want to say we've had a similar conversation at some point. Uh, I, I mean, like I said, I liked it. Cause I, and I think the one of the things that makes that song stand out to me is the composition work done in it. I love that she's really using instruments that she typically doesn't work with, and, and it works really well for her. And I think that's one reason why I've just latched onto that song the way that I have. So Yeah, because uh, she's, mostly, she's mostly a... A rock style vocalist so her yeah. doing a fairly poppy style or just mm-hmm. a different type of composition style that isn't rock 
inspired is very I wouldn't say odd but just very different from what I'm usually having this image of her is so yes yes it, it is definitely not not a traditional song by her and stuff and and I think it's I, I I think it was just really good for her to stretch her wings and you know show what she can do and stuff uh, and and like like I've always said I'm a sucker for trumpets and and you yeah. know, brass instruments so yeah. you know anything any song composition like that, I, I don't always like it but God it helps <laughs> like, yeah it yeah, helps yeah. so but you know besides that uh, obviously music corner yeah because uh that one was mine but nothing too out of nor ordinary after that but with that let's continue on to our lovely little topic here and this was something because you know we try to do topics when it's just the two of us but it just divulges into toku talk for some strange reason from one rhyme or another like, I, I have I almost, no idea why it does that like it's just the craziest thing ever we also fall into that. We almost fell into that trap for Potosaurus as well because they're talking about the, the, decayed version two driver, which absolutely Ooh. looks fan freaking tastic. Hundred. It does look good. Hundred forty eight cards throughout the series. So, oh, but not including, not including anything past double. So that's, that's the very big caveat. Because it hurts it's, a little bit. Well, I mean, it's everything throughout the series, so it, yeah. Because he didn't technically transform within the series anything past double or even skull. Yeah. So it even yeah. includes the um, the ghost imprint cards too, and it'll make oh. the error sound if you input it. You know, we tried to do regular topics here for music related, and this time we talked about what artists would we like to see collab together and and one of the reasons why so since this is your particular topic gray why don't you start first yeah uh this idea came to me when i was looking at another artist and i remember i was like man their collaboration album is fantastic and that's where i like the idea kind of came from uh because collaborations are fun they're interesting they definitely shake up the mold sometimes and really lets an artist in interesting ways spread their wings and really lets them grow as artists and i proposed it and i i didn't i actually at the moment i proposed it i didn't have anybody like i i had like a loose idea but one of the things that really occurred to me is because i wanted to go kind of out there with my collaboration is I, I thought it would be really cool. I actually, I, I still think this would be really cool to have Dice work with Kenshi Yonezu and have him like compose a track for them. I think that would be really cool. And, and the reason why I say that is because it, like, every, everybody, if you listen to the show regularly, knows my love-hate relationship with Kenshi Yonezu. Uh, but I've never denied this, and I still I still stand by this statement that he's probably the best living composer in Japan, especially in the music industry where we cover. I think he's by far the best. I don't think there's much competition there. There's a little bit, but it's very, very little. I, I think he is fantastic, and one of the, his best attributes I've always felt like with Kenshi Yonezu is he's able to take an artist or a group of people 
and really write a composition that plays to their strengths, that really lets them shine and really emphasizes just the, the best qualities of the group. And I, everybody knows I love Dice, and I really think they're great vocalists, and they have some good vocal strong tracks in their discography, but at the same time, a, a lot of their music is their dance stuff. And don't get me wrong, I love the dance stuff. That's why I'm a big fan. But at the same time, I would like to see them really be pushed and challenged. And I really think that Kenshi Yonezu could really bring that and really just show, like, really get them to redefine themselves in an interesting way. And, you know, it, it's one track, you, you know, if it doesn't quite work out, you know, they had the one and done. But I, I think, like, they could really just do something special together. And I would love to see that. Now, I don't, I don't think, like, that'll ever happen. But, you know, it, it, this is a fantasy uh, topic. So, you know, guy can dream, right? <laughs> what do you think about uh, Kenshi Yonezu and Dice uh, collaborating, Ken? Yeah, so I think the prospect of Kenshi Yonezu and Dice would be something of interesting to say the least now you said that you would want them to do a more vocal heavy track right i yeah uh i i think me personally that is just as a fan what i would like to see from them but it doesn't have to be but because i mean they do so many pop and lock and i would like to see them like the whole point of the collaboration would be to see something you don't normally see from the group Mm. And I think Kenshi could do a really cool dance number. He has really good dance tunes in his own discography. And, I, you know, he, he definitely does like some good work with others. But I don't think to me it would defeat the purpose of them collaborating if they just did like a, a pop and lock number, if that makes any sense. Mm-mm-mm. I see, I see. So you would rather see something just dice be more out of their element with this particular track yeah something that really pushes them and really makes them be a bit more well-rounded as a group i think that would really be what i would like to see as a fan and, and like i said i think his comp like kenshi yonezu's composition work he could really throw them something that would really challenge them as artists. And I think that would be cool because that would force them to grow in a very fun and interesting way. And I would like that a lot. Would Kenshi be involved in the vocals in any certain way or will he just be specifically composition? Uh, it depends. I, I like Kenshi Yonezu as a vocalist. He's not the strongest, but he, he's competent. The thing so is, like, uh, you, you say that, but I think Hanabi is probably his best work, and he did that as a collab song. That's true, too. That's that's very true, too. And his vocal work in that is really good. I, I will agree with that 100%. So, yeah, maybe, maybe have him singing some. Yeah, I could see that. In my mind, that wasn't what I originally intended, but mm. I, I think the... I, th I think you make a good point and that, that he probably could do a really standout job. Now, would you like to hear 
the vice versa of that, would you like to have Dice do a song for Yenezu in, in, in that opposite vein? vein? Possibly. They do work, they do some composition work, because a lot of Dice, they like they do like their group work, but they a lot of them have solo work too that they do. And I mean, Taka, they do, Taka is a very good, competent producer and composer in, yes. his, in his own range, so... Yeah, no, 100%. And I think it would I, it would be cool. I could totally see that. I, I hadn't thought of that either, but I could see that, and I think that would be a lot of fun too. So, yeah. Because I know when Kinshi worked with Masaki Suda, he did a... They, 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 they flip-flopped, didn't they? Masaki Suda did a track for him, and he did a track for Masaki, if I remember yeah. correctly. So, so th- there was a give and take relationship there, which is brilliant. And both of those tracks are really freaking good. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, personally, I like Kenshi Yonezu's collaboration work more than anything else because it it reigns him in a, a, a little bit because he's this really talented artist. But I think sometimes like he just kind of goes a little too far out in the weeds. And when I mean, he's, he's working he's, with somebody he's, else... He's, He's the Dale Kojima in my mind. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> and it's don't get me wrong. Like, like the the solo work that he does is important, but I, I like it when he 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 has to be reined in just a little bit, and he has a confinement that he has to work within. I think that that nets him his best work, and usually they say in any project the um, constraints lead to creativity and 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 stuff so i i think that's another reason why he just really excels in in his composition work when he's collaborating with others but yeah yeah i could totally see them doing like a dice song featuring kenshi yonezu and kenshi yonezu featuring dice <laughs> mm. oh, i wonder if the kenshi yonezu fans would just like look at that and go no no i mean you're poisoning our man <laughs> what the hell would they say that they're fairly open what the... i mean that's true too i mean uh, they kind of have too. to be if you're dealing with kenshi <laughs> yeah the kenshi yonezu is not an artist for some close-minded individuals i guess would be a, a good way to put it but that is on my collaboration who would you like to see collaborate ken see for me an artist well, you kind of, let's see, you kind of went safe because you kind of went with something that is, well, I wouldn't say somewhat similar, but in, in tonal and tempo wise, somewhat similar. I went balls to the wall with this one. So I put Wanima and Utari Hikaru. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that Mostly is because very interesting. Ut- because Utara, as of lately, hasn't done an up-tempo, high-energy track in a long time. And, you know, say what you will about modern Utara, granted, either popularity-wise or just how she is right now. I think she could really push herself, especially now, in- in- instead of the safety net that she has comforted her with. And I think that Wanima could bring that next level energy to push her for to say i yeah and 
I could see that. That that makes some sense because like my my problem with Utada has been as of as of late, a lot of her tracks sound samey. Like like I'm not saying yeah, like they no. sound alike, but like like they they share a DNA and you hear it in all of in all of her music and it just like, I mean that's that's the same for just modern Utada as of right now since she came back yeah. from her her hiatus I think like everything from Hatsukoi on has been just sounding fairly similar. Yeah, like the it's one very, track that it's very Utada like not not so much the sounding the same but just her style and it's yes. kind of getting boring <laughs> let's just say that much <laughs> oh i i agree oh, I, like like i really feel like she could mix it up a bit and i'm like 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 the last track that she dropped that i really really loved was play a love song because i felt like that was like the first track in a while that she really did something a little different and it's not, and I wouldn't say that that song is out of her wheelhouse or something no, it, that she it, it, couldn't it really do. Aimed, but she really tried with that particular yes. song. Yes, and I think that's why I liked it so much. Like even the Kingdom Hearts three opening track. Oh Lord, I wish I could remember it off the top of my head. Don't the don't think song. twice. Don't don't think twice. I genuinely did not like that song, and I've always felt like her Kingdom Hearts tracks, like the songs that they selected for Kingdom Hearts, were fantastic. Well, I, I also and think Hikari that the, I think I also amazing. think the song in Japanese is much better. I really like Fukai much better compared to the English versions of these of the songs for Kingdom Hearts. But that's just yeah, and as well. Well, and I will say I, I prefer Hikari over Simple and Clean. Mm. and i don't know i will say i don't like the one track that i'm torn on is i like sanctuary and i like passion passion is like that's the one track i'm torn on like i love the english version and i love the japanese version Uh, i think they both have their moments that where they really shine and like, like that was like the only one where they're on even keel so to speak and yeah but no and it would be interesting and it would be really cool to see wanima work with an r&b style artist i guess would be a way to put it yeah so because you know they they, i would it'd be very interesting to hear wanima deal with a slower tempo type of artist (laughs) as well because wanima is to 11 all to the max (laughs) <laughs> well, well, with Utada, she's hitting a solid four or five on the on the temple scale. <laughs> Let's just say that much. Yeah, she. I mean, she does have tracks, or you know, she would probably hit like a good seven or eight. But no, she's. I don't think she has one that where she's like at eleven, like Wanima does. Well, let's just say this much: ever since she came back from her hiatus, it's been just a solid four everything. <laughs> yeah, she's she's been really in that mid tempo range for a while now, and it, it's fine. It's fine. It's how it is. Like personally, I liked her. I liked Anata, which is her her ballad. And and yeah. um, mostly because I think that's her work is much more suited than that than compared to her usual styles. I think the only time that it kind of 
kicked it up a notch was Pink Blood, and I hated that song personally. <laughs> I, I didn't like it much either. I, I didn't think it worked. I, I I think she tried to tailor that song to that anime, and because yeah. that, that's an anime that's known to be a little different and uh, a little out, out there. there. Yeah. Yeah. So... I, I, I think she was trying to tailor that song to that anime and she did. And the results are what they are. Like, I don't, I, I don't see it having the cultural resonance that one last kiss had mm-hmm. uh, with Evangelion. And that was a track I didn't like either, but I, I can at least see the, the reason why people liked it so much and, and why why it caught the cultural relevance the way that it did. I still need to watch that movie, but... So, uh, what would you like to see uh, with this collaboration? Would you like to see Wanima slow down a bit and, and really match, like, current Utada style and do, like, a mid-tempo track? Or would you like to see Utada ramp it up and try to match... You know the eleven that Wanima's always at. I if if it was me and I was Taylor making this song, it would be Wanima's composition and style matching Utada. So have her sing the song, but have them in the background and give backup vocals if needed. That would be interesting. That would be wild and crazy. Because I don't see a one one to one. I need them. It it would be a a collab duet. Well, not duet, yeah. but more so like they are the backup to her, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. That that would be very interesting because, of, of no, I, I will admit I haven't listened to their latest work, but you know I, I've got like their first album and stuff like that. And oh man, Chili Wanima, go on. Chili Chili is um, an amazing song. I would highly recommend you listen to their okay. stuff. That. The whole reason why I've been like, oh yeah, nah, like Wanima's been in range for like in, <laughs> in arm's length for for a while within me, and I've been because I've been just covering other random stuff. I've been I was like, oh yeah, their chili chili sauce EP is absolutely fantastic. The other stuff that they actually released this past year is fantastic. So. Yeah, I haven't listened to them since everybody dropped. I'm I'm not gonna lie, like that was like the last time I listened to them, and so I need to get back to it. And it, I, it's I, sad I, because we don't we don't really get to talk to talk about them in the in the archon all too much, but you know. Yeah, they they really make it. So let's see. D- did you like fresh cheese delivery? Was that it? Yeah, I mean, brand new day was really good. I mean, that that's their newest album. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, Cheddar Flavor is really good. I mean, that that entire EP for Chili Chili Sauce is actually fantastic. Like, I would probably... Okay, cool. I'll have to check that out. It. It's like, man, I am behind, because I, I never listened to Coming At Ya, Cheddar Flavor, I didn't even know existed, and Fresh Cheese Delivery. Like, my God, these people, these guys have been busy, and, like, the last I, I listened to them was Everybody. <laughs> yeah, like, in Cheddar Flavor... I mean, because I, I think I mentioned Cheddar Flavored a while back. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad you, you did. I'm glad we did this topic and you, your your collaboration because it really pointed out I need to get back to Wainima. <laughs> <laughs> All 
with that, let's continue on to this week's music corner here, and I have the lovely chance to introduce an artist, and that is the band Atarayo. They are a four-member female-led vocal band that got their start back in November of last year in Tokyo, and derivative of the namescaping of being the night so beautiful that it will be regrettable to reach the next day or the dawn. The band re really relies on the theme of being a band that grows up in sadness, and you can kind of really hear that with a lot of their songs you know they bring a lot of thought-provoking and emotionally driven tracks by their vocalist Hitomi while while I do admit they might not turn the wheel on innovations they are kind of a dime a dozen female rock bands out there in the market currently something really stands out for me for Hitomi's vocals and Atarayo's composition that kind of makes it pop for me, for one reason or another, works like Summer Haze and 8.8 .8 really show off that mid-tempo range and that longingly calls me back more for a lot of their songs. And while I do think their bread and butter is more the slow tempo tracks like Jugatsu, Muchina Kimo, Wasureru, and Utsotsuki and Summer Haze, Atareo does offer a very impressive high tempo releases like Shotsuki and Haruru. And it really shows that they can kind of tackle any type of melody and show off an amazing range. So, what did you think about Atarayo? I kind of had an inkling of what I think you would have probably had with them, but I kind of want to hear it from the from you personally. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I, I really liked them. I, th I thought this was a great pick. I, I, if I have one complaint, I know they just got started. So yeah. th this is a this is a good complaint. Like th there's good problems and there's bad problems. This is a this is a good problem. They need more work. Uh, like I wish they had more to listen to because they're really good. Uh, they the lead vocalist is wonderful. But yeah, no, he told me his vocals are great, but you know, there's something to be said for, even if they're like a dime a dozen or whatnot, to just like be really good at your craft. Even if you're not reinventing the wheel, you know, it's like, they're really just really good at what they do. And yeah, I really liked Summer Haze. I think like that is a really, really good song. I think that's probably my favorite song by them. But mm. if you listen to their Before Dawn album, it's like there's not a bad track on there like they're all really good and, and some of them are really long but i don't think any of them overstay their welcome at all I and mean, you have two five and a half minute tracks on here but uh like i said summer haze to me is probably my favorite it's the m most compelling one that i've heard but yeah i just i really just wish like they had more music like that is the one thing but it, it's good. It's really good what's here. And I think that, you know, going forward, like they have, I think like they're going to really catch traction and really make something special. So, yeah, yeah. You, it's funny that you say that you wish that they had more. They really started kicking off releases after releases, probably around May or so. They had a release almost every month, I would say, up until. Yeah they had before dawn and that really kind of pointed my eyes towards them more so than anything else because you know they were a band that i was 
personally waiting for them to have a release because I ended up being a fan of them since uh, Huddered back in April. And then, you know, every month I was looking forward to hearing that. And then Summer Haze, yep, yeah, Summer Haze was the song that really brought me over to them. And then Shotsuki. Shotsuki is probably yeah, one of my favorite song. songs by them. Uh, I, I wonder it, why it's a little bit faster pace. So I, yeah, I I wonder why eight point eight isn't on their Before Dawn album because that's a really good track too. And it's yeah, the one single that they dropped this year that's not on that album, and it really stinks because it's really good. But yeah. they've been busy. Uh, they they've had one two three four. They've had five singles drop in two first takes for a total of seven. Like yeah. that and and an album like they've been busy this year they've really made the most of 2021 and they, they yeah like they're doing like out of the gate you know they're, they're doing fantastic like if this is their starting if this is their starting point like imagine where they're going to be in a year or two you know yeah exactly like, like i i think this is a great choice and uh i really really enjoyed my time with them and, you know, the thing is that really gets me, too, is that it doesn't, you know, with with bands that probably do this style, they probably would rely on a more simple composition or a, a copy composition style of their previous releases. What I really liked about Atarayo, especially with the, the string of releases that they have done, is they all sound unique and all are very different in terms of tone and composition. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really liked that even though they were doing a gaggle of releases here, they were able to differentiate between each one, which I absolutely loved. Yeah. And their ability to just flex, like I said, it really shows on the before dawn album. Like that, that is a very flexible album that does a, a lot of groundwork. Uh, and yeah like, like i said like they're like, like it's only eight tracks set there's only seven tracks it's not even a 30 minute listen and i i like go go take a half hour and just better your life by listening to this group like they're really good they are really really good i i really like them and like i said i'm glad you picked them bud well, currently they have five singles, all from 2021, and like you said, they do have two first takes, which which is very interesting how the the handling of first take is being handled right now, because originally first take was supposed to be only for Sony artists, and they're a privately released artist group, so yeah. it's very interesting that first take is kind of really branching out here. And I've, I've, we've noticed that for a while, because Serpo is also a on a first take as well and he's he's with universal compared to sony yeah so yeah and i i will i will say i was listening to before dawn on uh this past wednesday and i was having a really bad day this past wednesday yeah. and it, it made my day brighter uh before dawn like like even 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 in like my words like i was listening to uh, Summer Haze, like like in like my head was bobbing. I was just really digging the track. I th I thought it was fantastic. So, but yeah, you can check out all the information about them on our site, their official website, their Twitter, and their Instagram, and as long as the music video for Usotsuki on our site as well. 
Thank you, Ken, for picking Atarayo, and I hope everyone gets the opportunity to go check them out. But with that, let's continue on to the Oricon here, and who oh boy, another bad week for the Oricon. It, it, it's a rough one, to say yeah, the least. But this week, it starts off at number 10 with Dry Flower. This week, it saw the lovely 20,707 points going on up to... To number nine, it is Crybaby by official Hige Dandism. Nothing much more we can say here. And this week, it sold a lovely 20,815 points. And going on up to number eight, it is Asura-chan by Ado. Now, this is the first new release by Ado in a while now. And how'd you feel about it? I didn't like it. I, I felt like it was all over the place, which I don't want to use the same criticism for two songs in a row. But, but the thing is, you know, like for 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 me, like I I've I've kind of have a feeling where this might be going. But for me, I think Otto is specifically tailoring that. Granted, we might not like it, and it's. I I also think it's a generational thing. This song isn't for us personally, or this artist also isn't for us personally. Yeah, no, like Otto, like Odo was okay. I wasn't the biggest Odo fan, but I, you know, I could respect it. I guess uh, Ashura Chan is, it's, it's okay. Honestly, you take out you take out the Adoisms of the song, and it's it's an alright song because I, you know, she got really famous with Usewa with the yelling, and I I completely understand that's what put her on the map, and she'll want to capitalize that, and I completely understand that. But you take that out, it's it's a seven at best, even so. And the yelling just really kind of dumbs it down even more every single time. Yeah, it honestly, I mean, th- this this track is, you know, as as we said, like the energy level is cranked up to nine hundred and eighty six. Like it's just through the roof, and I I don't know, it's weird. I I don't like the middle of the track where they slow down and she's singing really fast. Like I just there's just aspects about like this that's track. also her style too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I I think I criticize Odo for the same thing, and, and, and you know that's well, and you know it's fine if she wants to do that, but I was like I just d- don't like it yeah. at all. You know the thing is too, I think that Aitakute is a much better song <laughs> because it got rid of all the Odoisms, everything. Like it's a ballad song, but it really relies on Odo's vocal work, and it works. It freaking works and there's no autoisms in it yeah and it's probably one of the better songs of this year done by her personally but no one talks about that song everyone talks about odo ashurachan and then usewa yeah and it, it is a bit sad because i could really hear her being like you can really hear the makings of a great vocalist like she's really talented she's got a great voice yeah. but yeah, it's, it's, it feels like she's underutilizing it. Well, also, you know, it could be that just she knows what got her famous and she's going to rely on that over and over. And with 
I, I don't want to say internet vocalist, but with a more digital content vocalist like Otto, I think that she is going to rely on that very much so. Yeah, well, yeah, because I mean, it, you you don't you don't want to do a thing that makes you popular and then never do it again and stuff. So I I, I can see that it's the it's the official Hige syndrome that we've been seeing a whole lot lately. Yeah, I can see that because remember what official Hige they didn't move on to pretenders until technically well I love but then they went straight back to a pretenders like song and then Crybaby yeah. was the only song that really broke that for about a year <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I still think Crybaby is probably their best track yeah uh, personally so but regardless I'm sure John sold 20,990 points and going on up to <laughs> my favorite song of the year you can hear me trying to reach for the bleach right now as I choke on these words. It is Yodelik Fire by Choto Q. Now, I thought, you know, you know, Choto Q, they're a standard boy idol group. You know, you know, it's it's fine what they're doing. They'll they'll they'll, they'll go back. They'll go back. They'll go back from you know doing hello to a more traditional idol song, boy idol song. And then Yonelik Fire got released. And now I have no faith in them at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't I don't have any faith either. They seem to be tripling down on this, and I, I don't think that's... That's not what I want to see either as a fan of the genre. Like, Yonelik Fire is... It's it 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 it's a song. It exists. Like I I I, I honestly with Yodilic Fire. I don't. I really don't know where to begin. I like I. You want to talk about a song that's all over the place? I think Yodilic Fire is all over the place. It does not. This song feels like seven songs slammed into one, and it just does not work on a whole level it, it is just chaos and it it, it just I, I mean i don't i do not recommend this track uh, i'm i wish choto q would just go back to being a bland boy idol group uh, yeah i never thought i would wish that as well but here we are <laughs> three releases in with this hello and let's go too because i remember let's go is a very korean style song as well and I'm just it was like, it was i think I, I, although I, I can't i think we can i think we can all agree of the three tracks they've dropped recently i think yodilic fire is easily the worst i don't know hello is pretty bad on my end too <laughs> at least hello was consistent in what it wanted to be which was a bad song <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not really winning me over on. <laughs> I, oh man, M maybe it's a recency bias. I, like you know, Dillick Fire was, I, in my in my two cents, the worst of. of oh my I, I, god, you know, and I get it because you know maybe the, the Cho Tokyo wants to be like the train around the world, and that's why they're doing all these really interesting country influence styles, and that's fine, and. 
you know that that's a goal and that's a very honorable goal but you're taking the soul of what i think totokyu is <laughs> and that that's my old thing <laughs> let's hope the train around the world ends sometime soon it probably won't i mean they're only in europe so <laughs> oh my god regardless yodelic fire of his sold well it did fairly decent it did twenty three thousand four hundred sixty six points here but Oh well. <laughs> and continuing on up to number six, it is Suihei Sen by back number. Not much more I can say about that. Though I do wish Kido was on here because I really want to talk about Kido a bit more, but Suihei Sen is a solid track. Regardless, this week it sold a lovely 23,707 points here. And going on up to number five, it's Tekka by Hinatazaka46. Really not much more I can add to this lovely song here, but this is what it is. Uh, this week it sold a lovely 33,166 points here. And going on up to number 4, it is Butter by BTS. This week it sold a lovely 38,779 points. And going on up to number 3, it is Love with a Smile by all the lovely... Love Live Girls here from Aquars to the Nijigakse and Layla here. And, you know, too bad our, our resident Love Live um, person isn't here with Luna. Because I would love to hear what she thinks about this song. Because obviously this, this song probably won Song of the Week just in overall theme wise because that's how good the other two or the other five new songs did <laughs> but how'd you feel about love with a smile yeah no this is easily the best track of the week it wasn't much competition and i mean it, it's a solid track I didn't, I didn't add it to my library or anything like that but listening to it it brought a smile to my face and i'm not the biggest love life fan and i think like this is a good tribute i love that they got the awkward's back and you know there's the awkward's version of this song it it, it it does what it needs to do it hits the beats it hits the notes yeah, the girls sound really good together it really goes it in some ways it does feel like it's going through the motions but it does it in such a way that is really nice and it really pulls the listener along and so i i liked it i thought it was really good and i i wish it did better honestly because i, I like i said i felt like this is easily the best song of the week and uh it, it kind of saddens me that it's not even close to being <laughs> number one so it is what it is yeah you know what it's it's a pretty decent song honestly and you know i'm not really a love life fan and to the most part but i've been really liking their work as of late minus minus one of them but you know love with a smile it does do the thing of it kind of runs on just a tad just a tad for that for it being being a, a love live song and i just wish that you know it was only gone for like 30 seconds long or shorter and i think it would have been a much better song in my personal opinion but, you know, it is what it is. Regardless, Love with a Smile sold a wonderful 42,429 points. And going on up to Gifted by B First. Now, 
Me First is very interesting. This is the first, obviously, group that is doing, that is from Sky High's new, new audition style grouping. And this is their first group that came from there, from the first, and this is their first major label single from Kickstart and things like that. It's very interesting because obviously it will have um, Sky High's influence in here. Granted, I think Gifted is really, really a bad start for that. I think for Kickstart is a much better song, <laughs> but <laughs> what what did you think about you know Sky High's first foray as a music producer with this group? Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I, I will say it's bewildering that Kickstart's not the lead track of this release. Because one, it makes sense thematically. And it's the better song. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's the better song, personally. Oh, my lord. I, how many times do they say in that song, we are gifted? It felt like 90 times. Like, as just, much as you know the 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 first time for the first song for the n number one, how many times they say it? <laughs> oh my god! It, it's just gifted. It's it's. I can see I can see Sky High's influences in this track, and I think he is. I I think Sky High is a very talented guy. He obviously, is a great rapper in his years in triple a like he he's knows how to produce music i think he's really good i i think this group can be something in with you know with their song like kickstart which i haven't added to my library i think i'm going to but i like i really think like the, the like b first could be really good I, I actually do i think they they have the potential because you hear it in kickstarts really good track and yeah, uh, First Step was also pretty solid, and I liked First Step. I, I thought Kickstart was the best track of, of this release, but uh, yeah, no, Gifted was just a miss, and I, I don't know, I don't think it's terrible. I don't think this is, like, unredeemably bad, because like I said, there's really the makings of a good group in Kickstart and First, but Gifted was was a complete miss and I, I don't think it works it's too repetitive it overstays its welcome because the song's longer than a minute and it just does not work for me so uh we'll, we'll see what they do i think i'm, I'm more interested to see what their next release is going to look like and I, i'm willing to bet it's going to chart well so let's see what they do on their second release because like i said there's potential to be there so let's see if they utilize it or if they just squander it yeah you know and like i said i give a group three releases before i kind of really write them off or not and kickstart has that potential gifted was a very bad first taste but kickstart has that potential <laughs> even first step was mm, i don't know but regardless Man, it, man, how I there you don't know how bad I wish Kickstart was like the lead track on this bad boy because it is just oh my lord like it, it should have been the lead track because it it's also starts off with a really good first impression yeah but regardless gifted sold a wonderful 
274,528 points here. It did phenomenal for its debut. So I'm pretty sure this is going to be a group that we're going to be on the lookout for from here on. And continuing on up to number one, it is Eni once again with their song, with their release of their mini album A, which has the song Rocketeer and Brighter as a double A side single here. And before we continue on here, you already know our thoughts about Rocketeer. We absolutely hated it. <laughs> we absolutely hated it because it was so m monotonous. However, your opinions on that one song did change just a tad. Yeah, just just slightly. I, I'm starting to like it because I find it to be one of the funniest tracks we've covered on the show. <laughs> because of just how comedic they just keep on saying Rocketeer. I'm a Rocketeer. <laughs> yeah. I, it's so it's, funny. It's, it's oh. stupid. It's really stupid. Oh my but. god. Regardless, oh. let, let's judge them on the new release that they did, which is Brighter, yes. which is the other A-side here. And then uh, Cardio and, and the Killing Part. <laughs> killing Part, you can kind of just, you can kill that part off because it, it was hot <laughs> trash. <laughs> I, I personally loved Brighter and Cardio a whole lot more compared to Rocketeer. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Brighter lives up to its name. It's a much brighter track, much brighter for any and the hope of their future just being really good so i uh, we'll see what they do uh because i and mean while, rocket while while it does have a little bit of the random complaints that i do have vocally with with any e with rocketeer comparatively because there is always that one vocalist that just butts his hand in where i don't think the style of his vocal range isn't really needed or to to accomplish a solo part but overall brighter is a much better song <laughs> yeah and and they really rein it in a lot more for brighter it's it's not you know it it's more restrained it's a more traditional track and i i think it works i i think you know i think this group could really do something special, you know, given the right composition and, you know, really given the opportunity to just knock it out of the park. Now, clearly Japan likes Rocketeer, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes with that, but, yeah, I, I liked Brighter. I didn't get a chance to listen to Cardio. Well, yeah, but, obviously Rocketeer was released first, though, but... Yeah. that That's the, the reason why we probably saw it a little bit more, because I don't think even... Yeah, like it was uh, released first as a um, sneak peek pre-order thing. Yeah. So even if they did like brighter, we wouldn't know until the release. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, it it did good <laughs> to say the least. But yeah, you know, like yeah. the, these these groups from Produce One Hundred One Japan always do well, and you know, A did exceptionally well as well. It sold close to 600,000 right off the bat like it's 559,113 points here so it did very very well yeah yeah it did, it did good but right, let's, let's kind of zoom on by to the 
albums here and Variety by Takuchi Maria took number nine, which is really, really good. So good for her. Editorial still sticking around. See, you know, I don't know what Luna was thinking that it was released back in last month. It was released back in August. And she should know she was on the episodes there. I wasn't even on those episodes. <laughs> I, I was, in Luna's defense, she leads a busy life, so I, I imagine she probably just got her wires crossed. Uh, we got what, Equal by Ed Sheeran for some strange reason on here, but we do ish- occasionally see the one random um, Western-style artist on here as well. So We got ABBA on here with their We Go album. That's also very strange that ABBA's there, but ABBA's timeless, I guess. <laughs> We got very six best, their V6 best album as well on here at number two. And Ataka by the Korean group 17. So regardless, I want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode of Ongakudu. You can find us on all social media platforms at Ongakudu on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the website where we report about the Japanese music industry news a tad more on Ongakudu.com can also follow our affiliates, Koryu Hunter. He is a retro Twitch streamer, so you can check him out at twitch.tv slash Hunter. K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. can also check out our other affiliate, TimberTaff, who is a variety streamer. However, he is going through some little background here, peel behind the curtain of how he does his videos by doing a video streaming process of how he makes his video with his upcoming Deltarune episode, which is 55 minutes. I'm, I swear to God, Timber. But you can check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out Luna's sister, Rose, who is probably really excited about Final Fantasy fourteen. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash RainStarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-C-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out our other affiliate, Fangirl Has No Name, who is a variety streamer and an aspiring art um, author. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast that me, Kyo, and Timber do called Parasaurus. This week we talked about Animal Crossing, we talked about Metroid Dread, we also talk about Hitman the series, we also talk about games tooting their cutscenes lengths during the mid-aughts of the gaming eras there, and internet age of gaming, so very, very interesting topics here. But yeah, you can check that out by searching up Koryu Hunter on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, Roboko, Herobo, and things like that. Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OngakaGray, where it's about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. So if you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. You can follow Luna at LunaMarie87 on all social media platforms. But yeah, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ongakudu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much, and have a great day. Aloha. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll be right back here next week. Bye-bye.